Good evening. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. With me tonight to record episode number 34 are my intrepid co-hosts, Tim Hicks. I'd like to join your posse, boys, but first I'm going to sing a little song. Oh, please don't sing. (laughs) Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. And our special guest tonight, uh, Bob Chavez, uh, here to continue our string of trip reports. Uh, this is going to be our first, you know, full kind of family vacation to a reopened Walt Disney World. And we're going to get to that discussion with Bob in just a second. But before we start, I do need to thank our podcast sponsors. Um, Diz Dad's Podcast Plus is sponsored by Mouse Master Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. And... Wicked Mouse Travels, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Both Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel would love to help you plan your next family Disney destination vacation, uh, help you navigate all the new rules and things that have changed to accommodate uh, the unique situation we're in right now. You can check them out at their respective websites, wickedmousetravel.com and mousemastertravel.com. And of course, we're still sponsored by Kingdom Strollers, Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. They do a fantastic job of delivering a quality product that's kept clean and sanitized, bringing it right to you at your resort. And it's so much more convenient. I can't stress it enough to have that stroller available to you, not only walking around in the park, but for that trek from the park or from their transportation stop back to the resort room, um, you know, not meaning to use, (laughs) uh, a trigger anybody here, but you know, sleeping, sleeping young child is dead weight. Uh, It is not fun to carry. So get that stroller rented and bring them in the stroller. Uh, okay. So back to the issues at hand, uh, Bob, welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm just happy to be here. Although that's somebody else's catchphrase. I'll think of my own before the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's it's always good to have you on. And, you know, this time you're going to be the first um, trip report we've had from somebody who's returned to a reopened Walt Disney World with both, you know, these new restrictions and things in place and with a family traveling with you. And by gosh, if you didn't, you know, do us a big favor by making sure we had the full range of, of, you know, age categories represented, right? Oh, oh, I do my best to help all of the dads out there by taking as many possible kid age groups along with me as I can. The oldest in our group is 17. The youngest is two. And then, you know, we have uh, the Mrs. and I as well, who have, Different approaches to Walt Disney World 
So we definitely experience our vacations. If you've got a question, odds are we've had to handle that experience. All right. Appreciate you taking that one for us. So this trip, <laughs> this trip was one that, um, you know, you originally started putting together before all the, everything hit the fan. Um, oh, and, and, you know, transformed in lots of different ways. So as I recall, this was originally supposed to be just the front end of your first ever land and sea combo trip, right? It sure was. The plan, like you said, uh, for Christmas last year, I got my wife an ornament that had gotten broken when she traveled back. So like, I went on eBay and I found it and I got it and I used a friend to buy it so it wouldn't show up on any credit card statements. And I'm the hero, right? I find the broken ornament. And then Christmas morning, she's like, oh, that's a beautiful broken ornament. Here's a cruise for the whole family. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so that was that was great. Um, but then she said, you know, I just saw Galaxy's Edge. I really think the kids are really going to love it. Let's do two days. But before we get onto the boat, we'll do two days in the parks, and then we'll head on and we'll do um, we'll do uh, the cruise. That was the plan. Daddy. Daddy. Yep. So. The the original plan gets modified a bit right off the bat when um, Disney steps up and <laughs> cancels your cruise, um, and you decided to go ahead and take the the parks part of the trip anyway. Uh, so you know that that kind of changes a lot of the dynamic right off the bat because you went from what would have been you know a full week's trip to a couple of days and you know you guys drive down from st louis so that's that's a heck of a drive um it is but it's one of those things where the more you do something crazy the less crazy it seems (laughs) so the fact that we've driven you know the 15 hours from it's a it's 16 hours if I drive, it's 14 hours if she drives. So we average 15 hours. Fair enough. So that's, that's how we look at it. Six o'clock on Monday night, she had finished working. I had gotten the car washed and waxed and rain X on the windows. We're getting ready to walk out of the door and a huge thunderstorm starts rolling through. So we think, Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait for the storm to just make sure the house is okay. So we wait. It was in and out in 35 minutes. Oh, so it was like a Florida rainstorm came to greet you. However, (laughs) it was traveling from west to east at a southeasterly direction (laughs) at approximately 50 miles an hour. So So you didn't do 45 in the car? So what wound up happening was it passed and we traveled with light mist on the windshield. And then the route takes us south through Illinois on Highway 57. And we were in the giant rainstorm the whole way south on 57. Then we got ahead of it for a little while. And then we had to stop for gas and it would catch back up. And then we get ahead of it again, and then we stop for gas, and we catch back up. Hey, so you played so, tag with the rainstorm all the way from St. Louis to Florida. Well, 
let's let's call it Chattanooga. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but we do we do drive overnight so that the kids, for for the most part, sleep. You know, get as many right. miles as we can while the kids are asleep. Um, and then she and I kind of trade off driving. Well, she got some Starbucks double shot espresso coffee thing that we've never tried before. And she made it from 10 p.m. until 4.30 a.m. without stopping and without getting, yeah, I mean, she just was a beast behind the wheel. I kept asking every 20 minutes, you know, are you good? Yep, I'm good. So, um, you know, we we had planned to get to Florida sometime around 1.32. We had planned to stop overnight, but we didn't need to because I was able to sleep and she was able to stay awake. And we got to, uh, we got to pop right at about, 10 30 um after okay. leaving at six, nice. at six so you know it was right about our average 15 um hour 15 hour drive even with the torrential rain the first you know five hours of the trip right right so now obviously as soon as you got there there were some changes from normal routine because if i remember right you're one of those folks who who in the past has always avoided using the online check-in, the advanced check-in. Um, but you know, Disney encouraged you to do it this time. Did you go ahead and finally do online check-in or did you insist on walking in? I gritted my teeth and I gave Disney my credit card via app. And I am not a fan of that. I understand. I get it. I'm the weird one here. And I, I recognize that I'm the weird one, but I still try not to. But that's okay. That's okay. Where'd you stay? Uh, it's, uh, we did stay at Pop, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Pop was one of the only, if not the only, value resort that was open. It was the and only value that was open, and it had only been open for about a week and a half. Right. and. The, my my reason for that assessment was there was no line for the Skyliner coming from the Art of Animation side. Oh, uh, right, because they weren't open. So that was uh, that was one of those like once things are at capacity and whatever new normal for the world is, that's gonna be an interesting approach. But we can yeah that further down the line. So, yeah, we we got to pop. We did do the online check-in. It did wind up working and also not working. Um, my everybody's not everybody's magic bands worked the way they were supposed to. Um, and the the kicker is the one who didn't work was the missus, and she's the one who pays for everything right. when we're on the trip. I hate spending money. I hate it like i'm not allowed to pay bills in our house because i dislike spending money that much she doesn't even let me go with her to the grocery store because i complain about how much things cost she's like you're a family of eight things cost more when you're a family of eight they just do um but her magic band wound up not working and we didn't really discover that until the morning of the magic kingdom Oh, well, wait, when, before we get when, to that, let's let's uh, talk a little bit yeah. more about your arrival at Pop and your check-in. Because, I mean, your your situation is always a little bit interesting because, you know, when you travel with eight, it, it's always got unique considerations. And in your case, one of those unique considerations is that because you travel with 
with two adults and six children, um, you know, Disney does you the kindness of allowing you to book two guaranteed connecting rooms um, in a value resort. Um, yes. And, and, and even though they say it's guaranteed and they tell us that and it's on one reservation, it still makes me nervous every time until you actually check in. So how'd it go this time? So this time it went mostly okay. The rooms were not ready, which frankly did catch me as a bit of a surprise. I kind of assumed with with as low of capacity as they allegedly were operating at, I assumed that they would they would use this room for this trip and then book the next one for something else and come back and forth right, and so right. that the rooms would be ready. It wasn't that long of a wait, but the rooms weren't ready when we arrived. But like I said, we arrived at 11 instead of 1.30. So right, if right. on my online check-in, I would have said 1.30, I, you know, I can't fault them for not having a room ready four and a half hours early. Sure, sure. Um, but we did have some stuff in the van that we didn't want to get overly heated by leaving it in the van. And they did let us, you know, check some of those things on a cart and that. So that was, uh, that was nice. Um, we did, we, we brought our own microwave because we didn't want to request one and not get it. Right. And we have a, uh, a people mover van, you know, a, my wife calls it a church van. I call it <laughs> because it's big and it's white and nobody believes it until believes you have it until they see it themselves. So, right, right. The, um, so we got all of that stuff. And then when our rooms finally were ready, um, I was frankly, I was surprised because my reservation was room two, one, six, and her reservation was two, one, seven, you know, the connecting rooms. Um, but my band wound up opening both doors. Her all the everybody's bands wound up opening both doors. Well, that's and good. That's I, the way it's supposed to work. Okay. See, I didn't know that, so I wasn't sure what to expect going into it. So, yeah. so the fact that that did work was kind of nice because the babies, the older kids wanted the space of the two rooms. The babies needed to be limited in where they could <laughs> escape to. Right. So, so we well, we would wind up having to close the connecting door, but then need to also go talk to the big kids. So we would have to go out the out of the room right. to get into the other one just to talk to the kids or use the microwave or whatever. But as annoying as it all was, the fact that the two rooms were connecting wound up working out pretty well. Good. Um, good. The pop rooms being refurbished since the last time I stayed there. Okay, I stayed that there was the next question. <laughs> okay. So. I, everybody seems totally on board with the refurbished pop rooms, except me. <laughs> um, okay. The parts of it that are good, frankly, I love that it's not carpeted anymore. For whatever yeah. reason, it feels like it's going to be easier to keep clean from guest to guest to guest, not having a carpeted floor. Yeah, there's no question that the, it I is. Don't know That's one of the reasons they did it. Okay. Um, secondly... The table of the Murphy bed that becomes a table is fantastic. It really gives you that extra space that you need. The downside is this big giant bruise on my shin from trying to sneak past it when it's a bed. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I, yeah, can't. And, and just so people understand, Bob, you're what six three. 
five, six, five. Okay. I knew you were tall. So, you know, it is like for, for most of us, it might be closer to knee level, but for Bob, it's kind of right at shin level, the, the edge of that fold down bed once it's folded down. And, and, and it's not, and again, I know I'm sounding a little bit nitpicky slash complainy, but it did, it did kind of like you, and the, and the other reason that it was weird is because like the grown up bed. I like sleeping next to the door, not to be some sort of all like macho man sleeps next to the door to protect his family so much as keep the kids from sneaking out yep. unnecessarily. Exactly. So the fact that the grown up bed is not next to the door, it, it means it's tougher to get in and out of the bathroom because of where the table is. You know, like if those beds were swapped, you, I, you, you realize that they're the same exact size, right? I was just going to say they're both queen beds. No, 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 no. When you're when you've got a family getting ready for bed or waking up in the morning, if you can flip the Murphy bed up into the wall and it's next to the bathroom, you'd have more space getting in and oh, out of the bathroom. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And the grown-up bed would then be next to the door where the big strong man could protect his family. <laughs> okay. Or, I see what you're saying. Or, or keep the kids from sneaking out. Right, right. But it's really because they need to get the cart in the room. Clean the room. Oh, again, yeah. I understand. The <laughs> that stupid cleaning thing we have to do yeah. nowadays. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's uh, but 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 I could I can't like COVID or something. I can't talk smack about the room refurbished. They were very well done. Um, but I would not if I had a family of four and my four were the four year old and the two year old and the wife and I, I would be a little bit more hesitant to book the pop room i think than having two rooms and a family of eight um just because of the layout the bed situation i don't i if my kids were 10 and 12 yes absolutely would have been perfect but you know yeah that's the, I, I get it the concern for the wandering two and four year old mm-hmm. but that but um I can't, like, like I said, if you're thinking about booking pop, I wouldn't not book it just for that. Just for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, so talk a little bit, uh, where, where was your, your room? Where did you end up? You know, being... we, we wound up in the seventies wing, okay. um, right next to the big wheel. Yeah. Um, and I am going to, and the benefit of that was uh, once we found out that the 90s parking lot was closer to our room yep. and we were able to park in the right spot, it wound up working out pretty well. But the first time you – this is only my second time staying at Pop. And granted, I know that sounds like kind of an able statement in the first place that I've been, that it's only my <laughs> second <laughs> No, but I know exactly what you mean because as soon as you said you were in the 70s, I thought of the same thing because our – when we stayed at Pop for the first time, we did the exact same thing. They put they put us in the seventies. We parked in the seventies parking lot to get unloaded, and ended up having to you know cart things 
from the opposite side of the 70s building. And then as soon as we figured out that all we had to do was drive around to the other side and we'd be in the 90s parking lot and right next to our door, <laughs> you right. know, I mean, and- it, I, I was almost surprised that, that some of those rooms in, in 70s hadn't been uh, classified as, as preferred because they seemed to be really close and convenient. It really was. And and one of the things, one of the other things that we typically do as a family, you know, this is pre-COVID, um, we'll typically drive to every park, parking lot other than Magic Kingdom. Um, and so knowing where your car is getting to that car, that's kind of a big deal for us. Sure. So, so where the parking lots are, um, you know, that matters. So figuring that out actually is very helpful for us. You also have a car that sticks out. So it's not like a black, we got a Camry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is um, that. And, she, and she decorated it to boot. So, I mean, the side door for the driver has the, uh, jungle cruise boat on it and it says skipper um the passenger door has a monorail and it says por favor mantengense alejado de las puertas see so, so you have a great wife we do oh oh I, she could do so much better than me and she knows it and she still sticks with me so um I, <laughs> that's all of us guys though bob <laughs> so no, but but overall, Papa worked out really well. Um, I tried not to be that guy, but I was a couple of times, and I really hated myself for it. And this is, I think, a good time to address how Disney cast members were addressing people with and without masks during mm-hmm. COVID, from my experience. Sure, sure. Again, I had lots of kids and lots of adults and lots of masks to keep an eye on. So when walking around the resort, the mask policy was still being enforced. If a cast member would see you and the one that saw me when I did, I went to go to the pool and I did not bring my mask because I had heard that you don't need your mask when you're on the pool deck. The pool was closed because of bad weather when we got there. And the cast member said, sir, I'm sorry. I, I noticed you don't have a mask. Would you like me to go get one for you? Was what he had said. And I thought that first, I felt like a jerk for not having it with me. <laughs> and that was the first thought in my mind. Right. Second was, I don't, I don't want to have him waste this mask for five seconds if I can just spend 15 seconds running back to my room, which is what I wound up doing. Right. So like that made me feel bad. Now my son James is two. And if you ask me last week, his second birthday is coming up on September 8th. So he's only one and 11 months while we were in Disney because there was absolutely no way he was going to keep a mask on. And he was in the stroller the whole time. So like, I understand Disney's policies, but I also understand my child, and that's the choice that we made. Well, and you, I don't. That's it. that's that's within the rules, right? He's he's under two, and that's that's that was consistent with not only Disney's rules but CDC policy and and all of that. It's the same almost everywhere. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you see a two year old or under, they don't have a mask on, and they probably right. can't wear one. So no, and he was. Um, now the three and a half year old, um, they did ask him a couple of times. Now let's share a little guy. Let's, uh, let's get your mask on properly. 
And we were very concerned because he's very tactilely weird. Um, but he did a pretty good job the most of the time. Um, when he was up and walking, we would say, now you have to have your mask on. And he would, if he was in the stroller and we were pushing him and he's like away from other people because he's in a stroller. We, as parents were a little less on him for it. And Disney was also a little less on him for it. We noticed. So I don't know if that's on purpose, but that was, so overall, everybody did pretty well with their masks. Um, I think, and and that's all we could really have asked for. So, Tim, I have an idea. I'm going to get a stroller for you, and you don't have to wear your mask. Perfect. All right. So, so um, we talked a little bit about pop, a little bit about masks. Um, let, let's talk a little bit uh, about parks and and sort of um, you know how you get ready to tour the parks with a party of eight and no fast pass reservation system. Okay, so the no fast pass thing for Disney veterans is so weird. It is so weird to go into the park ultimately plan less because even if you have a touring plans account, which I don't, sorry guys, but even if you have one, there's no touring plan right now because nobody knows what to do or the right order or, or any of that. So you're really just now, kind to of be fair. Touring plans did finally just in the last couple of weeks or so publish a, a pretty good blog post that talks about, what they've observed about um, traffic patterns and, and wait time. So they're, they're on it. They just probably don't have enough data yet for it to be particularly validated. The problem also is from what Lynn and crew said, every day is so different yep. because some days there's 7,000 people in the park and the next day there's 11,000 people in the park. Magic Kingdom makes a big difference with 11,000 compared to Epcot, where it doesn't make a difference at all. Yeah. Right. So it's it's very hard right now for them. And that was the hard part as a, as a Disney veteran, not having that, okay, we're going to walk in. We're going to go to the back. We're going to start in Frontierland with Big Thunder Martin, then we'll walk right to Splash. Then we'll go hit Country Bears, then over to Pirates, then Ice Cream. You know, those are the types of plans I'm used to having. Right. And and I know that on. you tend to be kind of a go, go, go planner. I mean, if you're in the parks, you're hitting everything. It's best I can. Um, one of the things, though, that I did notice, and kudos to Disney, was the staggered opening times. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, the parks would open. And then they'd close at 6 seven, eight, and nine. That meant the bus stops weren't crowded ever, except for, you know, the one park that's getting ready to go. And so that, that to Disney's credit, everything that they could think of to do to keep people away from each other, they did. And to the guests credit, most of the guests, most of the time, were following as many of the rules as they could, standing on the lines, not getting closer than the social distance markers that were all over the place. So it's it's weird because the people that were there, I don't think it was anybody's first trip 
to Disney World. <laughs> I saw the uh, the mask and the T-shirt that said "Together Again" more times than I've seen any other, you know, novelty right. shirt. You know how the uh, the most common novelty shirt before this trip was uh, "Best Day Ever" on her and "Most Expensive Day Ever" on him. I don't like that shirt, but I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah, but. Together again with Mickey in the castle, I think, uh, has surpassed that at the moment for the most popular, you know, shirt mask, you know, well, combo, at least you, that I it's saw. It's funny you mentioned that uh, because in the last few episodes, we've actually been talking about the fact that if you're a seasoned uh, Disney uh, person, this is a good time to go. If it's like your first time ever and you're popping a bunch of money and you don't necessarily know what you're doing, not really the thing to do at this point in time. And, and I shared that same sentiment on my Facebook, you know, my private Facebook where it's like, if you know, like you said, if you know what you're doing, yes, go. If this is your one and only your once in a lifetime trip, just nope, nope, stay home. So right, you know, let's, for what let's it's talk worth, about the, the park experience itself. Cause I mean, you know, we, we've talked a lot about resort and talked a lot about driving down partially because you only had two, what, two park days. Two park days, two parks. We spent Magic Kingdom on the Wednesday. We did Hollywood Studios on the Thursday. And it was a tale of two days as far as Disney and experience and enjoyment. All right. So let's um, let's start with Magic Kingdom because I know that that one mm-hmm. went, went better for you all. So, you know, talk talk about Magic Kingdom, kind of how things went, highlights there. What, what really stood sure. out to you? What stood out was just the lack of crowds. Uh, my wife's magic band didn't work getting into the park, uh, so we had to go to guest relations. The three older boys, they're 17, 15, and 13. Their magic bands all worked, and mine worked as well. Um, so they went in, and I said, pick something and do it. Splash Mountain, Big Thunder, Space, I don't care what. Just go do while we do this other thing. Right, right. and do one of while the things we- that the little ones can't do because they'll be with us. Right. And so it took us from 8.58 until 9.15 to get her park ticket all squared away, which is not bad. But the boys walked to Space Mountain, rode it, got right back in line, rode it again before we were at the line for Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland. I mean, (laughs) how few people were there. That's how you do Disney. Yeah. Right. So, well, you know, boys of that age are going to move a little bit more quickly than guys at our age, right? <laughs> I mean, I, they have trouble keeping up with me when I'm on the move. But you're right. They they weren't stopping to take pictures, which I was doing. They weren't stopping for, you know, whatever. You know, they were able to get in. They got on. It was great. Um, we did do. We hit. Um, by that point, the sign for Buzz Lightyear said 10 minutes, but we walked right onto that with a family of eight. You know, everybody got on and uh, the little one was using his blaster and I was, uh, I didn't get 9999. I got somewhere in the 400,000 range. I was kind of upset with myself for that. Um, you know, but, but from there, um, one of the things that I was upset about but i i recognized but was upset about is uh people mover wasn't open which it's not going to be open until november so yeah they, they ended up pulling it offline for several months to do some refurb work so you know and i get that and the other thing that surprised me is 
if there is a ride that I want to raise, like kill with fire, <laughs> it's the uh, Speedway. I loathe the Speedway. It takes up so much room and it's so loud and it's so stupid. Um, kill it with fire. However, Real quick question on Buzz Lightyear. How was the cleaning process? So I did not, I personally did not witness a Disney cast member cleaning the cars, but I also was not actively looking for a cast member to see if they were cleaning the okay. cars. So, so I don't fault anyone there. Right. Um, on, were they loading well, every car, every other car, no, every third car? No, no, no. Well, we were a family of eight. So within our group, they loaded us all together. But then sure. before us and after us, there was a break of a few cars. And the same with um, uh, Haunted Mansion. There was a, at least one doom buggy in between. Um, but, but because there were so few crowds, the Speedway um, line didn't take forever. So I did let my kid do the speedway much my own <laughs> reluctantly At least they got their mickey's driver's license so well i didn't do that part <laughs> mm. so we did as many of the magic kingdom uh highlights as we could we uh we rode splash and i filmed the whole ride for splash from i know that there's better youtube videos out there that i'm going to get for the splash mountain ride through but at least now I have mine, so I'm kind of happy about that. Right? Um, did your boat sink? It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking questions, you know. I mean, we, we got a podcast. We're gonna ask a few one. It uh, it did not sink. Um, I did not ride pirates. My wife took the babies on pirates while I was in line for uh, Big Thunder with one of the older ones, and apparently the. Um, Babies did not like pirates. So uh, the plan, you know, for some of the rides that you can take the babies on, what we'll do is we'll use the switch pass. But what we'll typically do is if there's a ride like pirates that we're both going to want to do and the babies can do, she'll take the babies on pirates once and then we'll switch pass and then I'll take the babies on pirates the second time. Typically, it works out pretty well. Um, they didn't like pirates this trip, so it did that particular one didn't work out. So now, the babies and I had a citrus swirl then. Was this the first trip for both the babies or just one of them? So this is actually not the first trip for either baby okay. um, because we're insane. Um, we went last year oh, and took right. both babies last year. That's right. And that's right. when we stayed at Animal Kingdom with a big group. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's okay. Um, uh so, so no, both babies had been before, uh, this Jane, the, the little one is still free. So that's kind of where like, we're wanting to get him in more right. because, you know, he's, he's still free. Um, so, so we got him, you know, we did all the things we're supposed to do at magic kingdom. Um, we did big thunder. We didn't do Tom Sawyer Island. I didn't look to see if it was open, but, uh, I have a, uh, running bet with a friend that I'll never do Tom Sawyer's Island. Or Carousel of Progress. It's a whole thing. I'm sorry. Um, We've suggested firebombing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could put a really nice ride over there and get rid of the Liberty boat at the same time. So, um, so, so we had a pretty decent um, Magic Kingdom day. Jungle Cruise uh, was 
Jungle Cruise was weird because they had the plastic dividers and they, even though we were a family of eight together, they had a seat, the way the seats were set up, they had stickers that said, don't sit here for social distancing reasons. And when we went to try to sit on those seats, they were like, seriously, the stickers there don't sit there. Um, which again, I understand, but like we're a group of eight, so it would have been fine, but I'm not gonna, you know, why they do that though, because on, on jungle cruise in particular, because it, it made me think of it. Cause when we were talking to, um, uh, uh, Brian the other day with, for his trip report, when we were talking about how they handled the social distancing in the lines and part of it is that they're thinking in, in, ex, in more dimensions, right? So it's not just that they're worried about who's in front of you and who's behind you, but it's also who's on either side. And on those jungle cruise boats, you're sitting sideways. There's people on either side of you and people across from you. So the idea is to stagger where they have people sitting so that you're never, you, theoretically, they shouldn't have anybody sitting across from each other anywhere. Okay. Well, and that's not something I recognized at the time. So right. I follow along. So, but you know, and, and, and for the most part though, the, the things that were missing, the three o'clock parade, the fireworks, those things, um, the Dapper Dance, um, you know, those are things where we all become used to going and seeing. And, and I mean, I love the, uh, the festival of fantasy parade. Um, way way more than i should <laughs> um and it wasn't there and so right. part of, that's part of the reason why i say if this is your only trip don't go because that parade for me at least is is worth doing if you've never seen it so um so that magic kingdom day really wound up working out really well um i got to prove my wife wrong which never happened so i was excited about that um, why are you talking about that this is like permanent Right. <laughs> Do I need to edit that? Like, so it doesn't actually appear. Uh, this yeah, might not have happened at uh, 48. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It'll, it'll be okay. Um, I had promised the daughter, we have, we have five boys and one girl. And I had promised the daughter when she didn't get the ice cream that she had wanted, that I would purchase for her a frozen banana. And my wife was always been convinced that the frozen bananas are only available in Animal Kingdom because that's the only place that she has ever purchased them. And so I had seen one at an ice cream cart at Magic Kingdom that day. So I said, oh, I promised I would get her one of these. And there was a whole thing of why would you promise her something you can't get her? And it went back and forth. And so uh I walked past the ice cream cart on my way to uh, fill up a water bottle or something. And I, I purchased two and I told the daughter, give one of these to your mom. For me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did you sleep that night? Just yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, he did have two rooms. Yeah. There's two rooms, but uh, yeah. So, uh, but no, but overall, um, our Magic Kingdom day wound up working out really well. I tried to get packets of Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom cards, but because we had problems with the Magic Band in the morning, I didn't go to the firehouse. And by the time I remembered, it was 6.30 and the fire station was closed. So I don't know if the fire station was closed all day or just when I tried to go. Um, no, they're, but giving I, out, they're giving out cards because uh, my brother was there and he got my uh, his nephew's cards. Okay. And they're giving out handfuls sorry like like handfuls 
You know, I've yet to play. I collect <laughs> cards every time I've gone. I've yet to start a game of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I probably need to do that here at some point. <laughs> um, but no, so overall, um, we drove to Magic Kingdom. Um, I know I said we normally don't. We were planning to take the bus. But when we got to uh, the bus stop at 8 o'clock, because the park opens at 9, um, the buses were socially distant. The lines were socially distant. And we went, you know what? We got a car. Let's just drive. It'll save other people, you know, for not having, you know, because we're a family of eight. Folding up a stroller and all that, it'll save other people that space, A. And B, we'll not feel like, oh, my gosh, we're rushed or whatever. Well, well yeah, because what your family's got to be at least a third, if not half of a busload at this point. Right. Yeah. It's a third. Cause they and, say 25. And that makes me feel bad. I mean, to an extent that kind of makes me feel bad when we do that to other people. So, I mean, we've had our car, let's just go ahead and use it. So, so we did. And that wound up for magic kingdom day that wound up working out pretty well for us. All right. So, um, was it weird ending a Magic Kingdom? I mean, I know you're used to traveling with younger kids these days, but was it weird to you ending a day at Disney Parks without fireworks? Yeah. No, no, because we didn't take a break in the middle of the day. Okay. Usually, you know, usually it's either leave at one and get back in time for the three o'clock parade or leave after the parade is over and have dinner elsewhere and come back for the evening. Um, since we didn't leave by the time seven o'clock rolled around at 6:45, we were like, you know what? There's nothing. There are no lines anywhere in this park. We could legitimately go to any attraction and ride it. Does anybody want to go ride an attraction? And we all kind of looked around and we're like, we all did everything that we would want to do so there's no reason to like hang out for an extra 15 minutes and do you know whatever so so no as far as that goes it wound up being a great magic kingdom day from nine to seven because we were there from well nine fifteen to six forty five. Right. So, <laughs> but so, once again, if you've never if you've never gone and this is your once in a lifetime trip you know, you want to go at a time when you can see the fireworks because nobody oh. does fireworks like Disney. No, no one does parades like yeah. Disney. You know, you, you really need to wait. I'm sorry. I interrupted Jaron. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so before we get too far away from magic kingdom, um, I, I thought we should probably talk just a little bit, um, about, you know, how you handle feeding a party of eight, um, kind of on the go in the parks with, with social distancing and, and all of these sort of additional, uh, you know, rules about standing in line in restaurants and things like that. Okay. So this is one of the two pet peeves of the trip. And, and it's, it's a little bit because I'm, I'm too old and it's a little bit because I'm cheap, but I, I don't like apps on my phone and I don't like people telling me I have to use an app on my phone. So the inability to just wait in line and order food irks me. Now there was no time that they made me, but 
they the encouragement bothered me. Okay, and and again, that's just me. However, remember me saying that my wife couldn't get into the park. Yeah. Um, her magic band wouldn't let her charge anything to her room while she was in line ordering food at Sleepy Hollow while I was in line for Space Mountain. So, oh, yeah. Gotcha. No, and I had her ID, and I had the gift card we were using, and she couldn't order anything because oh, her magic band just didn't work. So, uh, enter an uh, incredibly kind guest who said, you know what, I see you here with these two babies and these two big kids, and I see the big kids got a, you know, glucon glucose monitor on his upper arm because he's diabetic. Let me buy your lunch for you. So our Disney magic was a former cast member stepped up and bought us lunch while she was working with guest assistants to um, to get her magic band working. And that's wow. the Disney magic. Yep. Except that it was a cast member instead of Disney, but but still, it was very lovely. It was very, very lovely for somebody who have stepped up to do that. And um, couldn't couldn't have been happier with it. Eventually, thanks to guest assistance and a couple of phone calls, we got it worked out for that first day. Okay. Um, so as far as feeding everybody, though, our entry into the park is always diaper bag and water bottles and all these other things. It takes us forever to go through bag check. Well, bag check into the park, they were not really doing that. I don't want to call it thorough bag check, but they weren't stopping you unless your metal detector beat. Right. So, so my camera bag got stopped, but all I had in it was my camera stuff. So, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of metal for camera stuff. But her bags, we had clear plastic bags that could hook to the double stroller that we had brought with us. And so you could see the water bottles. You could see the fruit snacks. You could see um, we had water, Sunny D, fruit snacks, Pop-Tarts. So foods for on the go for like his dad's that. water. Uh, <laughs> I, I not. That's, that's not me. I don't. I'm kidding. Anyway. I'm kidding. Um, but but. You're fine. So for the most part, for the most part, um, we fed ourselves. Um, but those times that we did need to buy, they were like, you need to use the app. I'm like, we really don't want to. Um, and then once we kind of said, like, we really don't want to, like, we were able to, to wait in line at Cosmic Rays. We were able to wait in line at, at Sleepy Hollow. So it worked out. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so that's all pretty much day one there at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like things went overall kind of better than expected, even really. So, maybe expectations ratcheted up a little bit. Um, as I recall, the next day didn't quite go the same. The next day didn't quite go the same for two reasons me and me. <laughs> so, so seven out of eight had a reasonably good time. Um, so we, we did take the Skyliner from Pop, and it did give us pause when we walked over there. Um, 
so like I was saying earlier, the, the parks stagger their opening and uh, Hollywood Studios opens at 10. So we went to the Skyliner. They said it would not be open until one hour before park opens. And we walked over there at like 8.50 and there was a pretty decent line. And we were kind of freaking out about the pretty decent line. And we saw a sign and it said, from this point, your wait to get onto the Skyliner is going to be 15 minutes. And we looked at how far this line was and we were like, absolutely not. It's going to be made more than 15 minutes. And I said, and we talked to each other, the wife and I, we said, let's wait in the line for 15 minutes. And if we're not on a Skyliner, we'll bail, we'll get the car and we'll drive to Hollywood Studios. I mean, that just made sense. Sure. Um, we were on the Skyliner leaving Pop in 13 minutes. So like their sign was accurate. Um, so we did the Skyliner. They they got us off and and kudos to the uh, what are they in credit crew in the yellow shirts. They were masked up and they're waving the batons and they're like everybody just just listen to us and it'll all be fine. They didn't say that, but, but that's what they wanted to say. Just just freaking listen to us <laughs> and do what we say, and everybody will get where they need to go. You know, we're not keeping you out of the parks just to be mean. We promise, you know, it's the other thing that felt like they were trying to say. Um, so a couple twists and turns aside, we got on the Skyliner, we made it over to Hollywood Studios, and we were inside Disney's Hollywood Studios, all eight of us, at 9.50, and the park opens at 10. And part of the reason for making sure we were there early is so that we could have the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance, which is in Galaxy's Edge, which... Only one of us has been to Galaxy's Edge, and none of us have ridden rides of the Resistance. And that goes for a lot of us, because so yeah. so you so you were in the ten o'clock grouping then. So I'm sitting there with my phone, and I've got it, and it says nine fifty nine, and I hit the refresh, 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 and then it says join, and I click join, and it says congratulations, and then it says who's going to be in your party, and I pick the seven of us that are there, and I hit continue and a big red warning pops up that says sorry it's full i'm like it is 10 o'clock and 15 seconds it's not 1001 on my phone yet and i've been closed out of this and and so like well it didn't happen now the good news is that while i sat down because according to all of you people you and your biz dadding you say to don't be in Galaxy's Edge when you're trying to do that so that you're not crowded for bandwidth, okay? Yeah. I'm on a Sprint network, and I had th four bars of LTE while I was sitting outside the Frozen sing-along, uh, right along Echo Lake there on the uh, at a table before you get to Star Tours, and uh, didn't get it. That's fine. It's fine. The kids were in line for Smuggler's Run by that point, the older four, the... Uh, Three older boys and the girl and the wife and I and the babies were behind. So they all got to ride Smuggler's Run and they were off of Smuggler's Run by, by like, I don't know, 10, 10, 10, 15, something like that. Well, then we found out that the four-year-old was tall enough, barely, but tall enough to ride Smuggler's Run. And he's been pretty good about waiting in lines. So he waited in line to go to Smuggler's Run with... Myself and a couple of the other older kids. While I was doing that, the wife went to do the build the lightsaber thing. Now, the ex 
expensive build. The, there's the cheap build the lightsabers that's right. in Star Trek gift shop. And then there's the Galaxy's Edge build the lightsabers. You cannot construct your own lightsabers right now. You can only purchase the legacy versions of the lightsabers. Right. So I get, this, yeah, I get this text message. What lightsaber does the 15-year-old want? And so I ask him because he's in the line. And he says, I want the Ahsoka lightsaber. I, I don't know what this means. So I said he wants the Ahsoka lightsaber. And she texts back, okay. Turns out Ahsoka wields two lightsabers. Oh, yes, she does. So so, (laughs) he swindled us. I don't think it was intentional, but either way, he swindled us. No, she gets bonus points if it was. I agree. I guess that's a win-win right there. Like, touche. I say say you've been had, Bob. (laughs) I, I don't doubt it. So so we meet up after Rise of the Resistance. She had bought three blue milks, three green milks, and all of these lightsabers. And we kind of stepped off to the side by this little droid pit thing. Um, I'm going to come back to Galaxy's Edge here in just a second. And they spent, you know, five minutes assembling and looking and doing and seeing. And how does this work? And how they were in heaven with their lightsabers, which is the point but all of this crap all of these accessories sorry my language um are not free no in fact they're incredibly expensive in fact they're so expensive my wife would not tell me how <laughs> because she knew i don't like those you now like now to be fair money. she also won't tell you how much it cost her to buy the bottle of soda at the park either <laughs> yeah that is a fair point and this is where it starts to get to be my fault i was so worked up about it that i wasn't paying attention to what she was i was hearing words that she wasn't sending that she wasn't saying so we have like all of you i'm sure the disney reward card right yeah and 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 so we had purchased this past year a lot of things for the house like with covid we had done a lot of improvements and she had made all those improvement purchases on the Disney card to pay off, but also to earn those dollars. Right, right. So she kept calling it free money. Well, I don't call it free money. I call it the reward dollars. So she kept calling it free money, but I wasn't hearing it right. So I'm like, this is things that we should be set spending on something else. And it wound up me getting upset that we spent money, even though we had it firmly in the budget to spend because I was misunderstanding our own budgeting and I forgot to ask about it, you know? So I think you need to really think about Disney money and then real life money. Cause we all have that Disney money and it's always way uh, above what we really make. (laughs) And that, uh, that distinction, it didn't occur to me until like, yesterday right you have, you have six kids so you have yeah. like you have a lot of disney money that's never gonna be cheap so you right. might want to like get out of the cheap and, mode and go to the disney money and then when you get home you're like all right we're not going to turn the ac on when it's 78 we're going to turn it on when it's 80 yeah 
Yeah, no. Um, so that was that was the first time that it was all my fault. Um, then, um, but to go back to Galaxy's Edge, like if you've not, for anybody that hasn't been to Galaxy's Edge, it is worth visiting. A friend of mine has been a Star Wars fan forever. You know, he's 42. He's a Star Wars fan, of course. Um, he does not like Disney in any capacity. He has no desire to go to the theme parks or anything like that. I am considering paying for his one-day ticket to Hollywood Studios so that he can visit Batu because it is its own Star Wars planet. It is There is no detail left unturned when it comes to Galaxy's Edge. And for that, for the visuals of it, I give Disney an 11 out of 10. It is incredible to see in person. I'm not a Star Wars fan. And literally, I walk in every time and I say, this place is hands down one of the coolest things Disney has ever built. In so my amazing. Mind. Like, it's like you walk out of Toy Story Land when you go in that way and you're just like, holy cow. And if you come in from the other side by Muppets, you still are like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Uh, yeah. You, amazing. Just, you just get and in I, there and you look at it and it's like, wow. And, and I'm the kind of person that uh, really looks at it and really appreciates the, the detail. So, you know, I'm looking at everything. I've got my camera out taking pictures of, of the play, different things in the marketplace, but not just the marketplace, but like up above the things that, you know, you, they might not even expect you to look at, but it's all perfectly done. Uh, it I, just, is I love that stuff. So well done. It, and that's just it. Like, it's so well done that I want to be all kinds of. Well, it's just, it's so well done. And and just kudos for how well done it really is. Um, okay, so now that you're done gushing about how wonderful it is, right? The, the flip side to this is that, honestly speaking, you're also not a big Star Wars fan. And so, you know. No, I am. Okay. I am a Star Wars fan. Okay, okay. I'm, I haven't watched Clone Wars all the way through yet. Okay. I'm working on it now. I'm still in season one. But my biggest freaking beef with Star Wars, with Galaxy's Edge, and you guys can disagree if you want, but there is nothing to do in Galaxy's Edge except spend money. And that bothers me at a, at a fundamental level. There is one ride. There's one ride that you can do. I'll address that in a second. There's one ride you can do, and there's 17 shops. Now, according to the gal in the Build Your Own Droid Shop, if you build a droid and you get it with a personality chip for extra money, it'll interact with other things around Galaxy's Edge. And so you can walk around with your droid and interact with things around Galaxy's Edge. And in a non-COVID world, Ray and Chewie and Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren are walking around. They're not just on stage. They're mingling with guests. So I'll give you a pass on that. But I was on my phone at 9.59 and again at 1.58 trying my darndest to get Rise of the Resistance 
tickets and I was not able to. And I take that to mean that it's not me that didn't get to experience all of Galaxy's Edge by missing that ride. It's on Disney. If the park is at 25 or even 50% capacity and they're restricting guests' usage of their attraction so much that that I can't get onto it because either I have a bad cell phone network or you know the ride just doesn't have that kind of capacity, what are they going to do when the parks are at full capacity and people are going just for that one day to ride just that one ride and they can't? You know, it's a challenge. And I I, I will say in their defense a little bit that I think Rise of the Resistance has been particularly problematic in the the COVID world because they kind of had finally started to get into a bit of a rhythm. They were doing better about getting people loaded on. But because of the way that particular ride works, managing the distancing on the attraction is really difficult because guests move through the attraction and you're really basically on at least what three different ride vehicles. I was gonna say it's three it's three different movements right and then stops. And the and problem is that each move. one is a different size. Right. Right. And has a different capacity. So managing going from the correct number of people that you can gather in the the you know, in in the first room, right, in the destroyer, and then to the number of people you can put in the transport, which is different, and then the number of people, you know, how you handle the queuing to get people to the escape. I mean, each of those has different capacities, and it's got to be driving them crazy just trying to do the math. Oh, I I understand logically, conceptually, but as somebody who spent money to spend to take oh, yeah. a family of eight to Galaxy's Edge, I absolutely understand that part too. Eight. So, so that was, um, so that that was where it started to go downhill. Yeah. Um, for me, because at two o'clock, I didn't get the rise of the resistance. There's no airflow anywhere in Galaxy's Edge, and there's no shade. You know. There, there's real high buildings and there's no breeze or shade. So, you, and you're wearing masks and it's August and it's humid. So I was just kind of at that point, just kind of burning up. And, and so we left galaxy's edge at two fifteen, Um, and that, you know, she was, she wanted to go look at some of the marketplace shops, but even that, was COVID problematic because it's like, oh, stand here and wait to go inside to look at stuff to buy because the shops are tiny. You know, they're not made for right. a lot of people. You look in, you do or don't buy a, you know, Lando Calrissian, Donald Glover dollars, package of Savak cards. You know, it's, it's things that we all would do, you know, walk through and spend 10 or 15 bucks on one or two things. Um, but you can't just have that kind of freedom. And so it just got frustrating. So we left Galaxy's Edge um, probably like 15 minutes too late, okay? Yeah. Uh, so then we, we, we went and waited. And, uh, because of the heat and everything, it really just got to us. To me. I won't say sure. us. I'll say me. Okay. 
So as we're leaving, we're like, here's uh, Runaway Railway. It's a 45-minute wait. They've got umbrellas up. Let's do Runaway Railway. So wait in line for that best we can. The kids can all ride it. We can ride it as a family of eight. Disney, to their credit, let us keep the stroller with us through the queue. They didn't make us abandon it until we went into the building. So thank them for that. Um, The ride itself was better than the great movie ride. But I would say if you don't have a frame of reference of the new Mickey shorts and also like them, it's fine. If you... (laughs) If you have a frame of reference and have seen them and you like them, I think it's good. I, I would think you would think that it was a good ride. Otherwise, I think it's fine. Um, at that point, um, the kid was like, you know, I know you bought me this big expensive lightsaber set, but like, I can't really be a Jedi if I don't have a tunic and a robe. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Trust me, you are not the only one. (laughs) I was gonna say, I mean, you're not the first sucker born, but uh, you're the last one there. So, (laughs) so, so she says, "Oh, I remember on Hollywood. Which which one's the uh, vertical Hollywood or Sunset Boulevard? Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, I remember on Hollywood Boulevard there is a shop. It's on the corner. It's got all the Jedi robes and everything." We'll go there and buy your Jedi robes. Okay, great. So we've got all the kids, and we walk over to the sh- buy the Jedi robes, and that shop is closed. Yeah, it's just so a now, display window. So now the kid is like, but I really kind of wanted the Jedi robe. And I told her flat out, like, I, I will not buy these Jedi robes. If we walk all the way back to Galaxy's Edge, I'm not going to buy them. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to look at the price tag, and I'm be like, nope. Nope, nope, absolutely not. So she's like, okay, that's fine. So I took the kids. We're going to take the Skyliner back. It's three, it's all 345 at this point. So she rocks all the way back to Galaxy's Edge with two of the kids, and I take the other ones back. I have the oldest, the girl, and the two babies, and we go back to Pop. Oh, Skyliner's closed because of lightning in the area, so we have to take a bus. And, and, but it's four, but it's four, so we're not like in anybody's that's way true. taking the bus. And and that's the nice thing too. The uh, the bus it's from, right around the corner. Yeah, from Hollywood Studios to Pop isn't bad. And that wound up working out pretty well. So we get back, and it's I want to say like four fifteen at this point. Now here's where I start getting into my own head and that's just not a good place to be when you're on vacation let me out of here it's 4:15. the park closes at eight that means i've got three hours and 45 minutes of park ticket left on my magic band that i am not using i can't leave the room because i can't take the kids to the pool because the pool is closed because of lightning in the area and there's the playgrounds are closed because of COVID. So I'm trapped in this room with these crazy babies and can't do anything with them. So I'm just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And there's nothing, there's no reason for it. But, you know, you're like, I am losing money because I am not riding rock and roller coaster right now. No, you're not. You're not. But at the time, that's what you think. So she got back probably at five o'clock. 
But she had been hot and sweaty from being in the theme park all day. She had ridden rock and roller coaster. The kids wanted to play with their lightsabers and their Jedi robes. Nobody wanted to go back to Hollywood Studios with me at that point. But I really wanted to go, but nobody wanted to. And so anyway, so that just made it all even even worse. Again, that's why the day was bad, not just because of me, but because of me. Right. I get it. So, uh, yeah. it, had, it had all the ingredients to make for a really cranky day, not for any one specific reason, but for lots of little ones that pile up and it happens. And I think and it's especially magnified when you've only got a two day trip. When you only got a two day trip and you're in August and you're in heat and you've got COVID masks and especially because Magic Kingdom was such a good day, it made it feel like such a bad <laughs> yeah. day. Sure. Right there. So, yeah. but it wasn't a now, bad day. It was just a challenging day. It was a challenging day and it was short. And right. when you're like Aaron said, going into it, when you're a park commando, when you get there and watch the opening and you stay until the end of the Star Wars fireworks, and there are no Star Wars fireworks, so that's fine. But you, but you know, again, because the crowds were not that bad, I wrote Star Tours, I wrote Toy Story Mania. My kid rode rock. The kids, all of the older kids that wanted to ride rock and roller coaster, rode it. The girl, all she wanted to do was build a droid, and and she got to. So, like, the only reason anyone had any kind of bad day was me, and the only person who had a bad day was me. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine, except that I was the a hole. That almost was just kicking my cheer, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's no like reason. it's like you get to the bar and they ran out of beer and they tell you there's no more beer. But you know the day was still good. You just ran out of beer early. So it was, you know, and like I said, you know, I um I owe my wife my life, frankly, but specifically an apology. I just need to figure out what that apology needs to be because I'm sorry in flowers and I'm not going to cut it. I'm going to have to paint. All right. So big picture, you had this whirlwind, you know, two day trip with the whole crew. Um, so, well, okay. Three day trip, two, two park days, three days, two trip. park days. Um, so what, what, when you look back at this trip, you know, there's always one memory that is the one that sticks out that you, you, no matter how many times you go, there's one memory that will always say this particular trip, right? What's that image in your head? My son Everett, he's the, he's the three and a half going to turn four in September. He was tall enough to ride seven dwarves mine train, which I didn't think he was going to be able to. So that was his first roller coaster ever. And he patiently waited in the line with us, which again was a complete shock. The gem game in the line was not working because of COVID. So that was kind of like, son of a. Oh, right. Because they don't want all the kids yeah. touching it. It's touching it. Yeah. High touch. No interacting whatsoever. You just walk right. through. Right. And so, but like, him patiently waiting those 15 minutes because that one there was an actual wait for but then like it's such a good first coaster for anybody 
um, and him not freaking out about it, even though he hasn't seen seven Dor- uh, hasn't seen Snow White. He didn't freak out. He didn't hate it. You know, he wrote it. Um, that is going to be the memory that, like, I'm going to try to hold on to. The actual memory is going to be uh, the wife's magic band not working on the first day. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm going to try. Hold Fair on enough. I get it. It's funny how those work out like that. There. <laughs> At least you didn't break anything. <laughs> well, or buy broken things. Yeah. That too. Um, all right. So, so we also like to kind of pass the wisdom on. So you're the first sure. person we've had on who uh, has been down since the um, reopening with a whole family group with you. So, you know, what, what are a couple of tips that you would give for somebody else who's considering going down with, you know, a whole family group that might help them maybe avoid some of the stresses you hit or to, to better kind of magnify their experience, you know, under the circumstances at Walt Disney World? Okay. So, um, this, uh, I would say that if you, if you drive, um, to get to Walt Disney World and you have a car there, I would encourage driving to the Magic Kingdom, not just for the, um, not waiting part, um, but also because of uh, being polite to the other guests, right? If you have a car, let's go ahead and use it. Also, because of social distancing, because the parks are only at limited capacity, um, the parking lots were not crowded at all. So they weren't running the trams, but you still weren't walking forever because the parking lot wasn't full, you know? So you weren't parked way far away. Um, so if you have a car, go ahead and use it would be my first tip. Um, my second tip, uh, for the full family, like trip, plan the rides that you want to ride, knowing that you're not going to have to wait in that long of a line for those rides. But so one of the things that you wind up doing is you become a, a, uh, Beholden to your fast passes, you know, so your fast passes. Okay. So if you don't have to be beholden to your fast pass, you could theoretically start at one end of the magic kingdom and just work your way across. And I would say that that right now is a better way to go. Start in Tomorrowland, hit all the Tomorrowland attractions, then go to Fantasyland and hit the Fantasyland attractions. Then go, you know, right, right. just do it in clumps like that, I think is going to be better, both on your feet and and everything like that. Because we wound up like, oh, we wanted ice cream. So we're in Adventureland to get ice cream. Oh, and then we wanted to ride Space Mountain again. Oh, and then the little <laughs> ones wanted Tomorrowland Speedway. You, you, and, might have, yeah. you might as well have been making uh, Fast Pass runs, you know, old school you Fast know, Pass runs. So just like, this is not this is not a good way to do this. We're in, we're in Tomorrowland. Let's do the things here. And then we'll just move on to the next land and do everything there. I think that would have been a better approach. We didn't do it. So I can't say it was better, but like without chasing down fast passes, because you don't have to. Right. I think that would have been better. Also the other, the the final tip I was going to, I would say is, is having a better knowledge of what the size requirements are for the kids. Um, 
because we we got to um, Snow White and we measured him, and uh, he hit he hit the thing. It wasn't like this cast member is going to say it's okay and this one's not. Like yeah. you know, he hit the bar. Okay, but also it's like he's not going to hit the bar for Splash, so it's not even worth it. You yeah. know, because right, right. it was. So, but, but knowing which rides, which attractions the little ones can do, um, it, which is a, you know, an overall tip, but because the lines are so short, you're like, oh my gosh, I can just walk right on this. Well, but you still have to do something with the kid. You can't just leave him in a stroller, right? You know, so <laughs> somebody so has to stay with you the kid. Can't? So we, we oh, use man. switch paths a lot for our trips, but this particular time, it wasn't quite as big of a deal. To have those switch passes. So so you're fine, like for the for the long run, you know, use it for seven doors, but you don't necessarily need it for splash and big thunder and space and 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 right, you know. Right. All right. So the other thing I once heard a podcaster describe Magic Kingdom in January that you could shoot a cannon down Magic Kingdom and not hit somebody in the old days. I cannot stress enough just how empty magic kingdom was when we were there it was one that i think was the most bizarre thing was how few people were at magic kingdom during the day like when we were there like on main street you know because you're used to you know you try to get a picture of your family but it's not just your family. It's everybody's family. You know, it's like, so this, this experience of like, wow, there's five people in this picture of me taking a picture of the castle on magic kingdom on, on main street. Like it's just, it's not supposed to happen like that. And it was. Yeah. Um, so, so for those people that want to take those artsy pictures of like the statues or things without people in them, it's a great time to go. We have a picture of the Welcome to Magic, Welcome to Walt Disney World that's across World Drive. There is one car in the picture. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, that is just so weird. Bob, one cool. real quick question. Yeah. What do you think of the new paint job on the castle? I am very flexible. When it comes to paint, because I've lived in this house seven years now, and there is not any room in this house that has not been repainted at least twice. <laughs> and I have yet to pick up a paintbrush. Um, Life's pretty I'll, good. Then. Yeah. No, I mean, my wife, she she paints, she plums, she hangs drywall. I mean, it's like, what do you do all day? Oh, and she's a doctor. So, you know. There's that. Um, uh, by the way. Anyway, what? I just said, yeah, oh, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, by, by the way. way. <laughs> yeah, you know. By the way. Yeah, um, work. sometime. Aaron, go ahead and edit that part out, please. <laughs> That's um, right. but, um, <laughs> um, but one of the things about the castle paint job is that it it feels almost too much like Sleeping Beauty's castle in Disneyland because of the pink and i always liked the distinctions that made our park different than their park 
and so, and the White Castle was one of those things. In four months, once the sun wears it out, will it look good? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the thing. You were just there when they just finished painting it, so it's going to look good. It's going to take you know a few months to be solar glared and everything else out. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's not. It's not mine. You know, my castle is the white with, you know. and what, Not the birthday stupid. cake castle? I was going to say, Stitch is coming. I mean, it's the 50th <laughs> anniversary. You right. might get a double birthday cake. So it's just, you know, and that's, you know, everybody's opinions are, you know, their own. And I'm not saying I'm right. <laughs> you know, I, I have just as many pictures of me facing the wrong way down Main Street as I do the right because I like the I like the train station. So right. me too. The um no the it was it was gorgeous. Like um the whole trip the the, the I I wouldn't shy somebody away from visiting Walt Disney World unless this was their first trip to Walt Disney World. Even my parents who don't like Walt Disney World because they've been before, it'd be a good time for them to go. Right, because they would they the things that they don't it. like are the things that aren't available. Right, the it's the the crowds, it's the waiting around yeah. that is what they're makes not them looking for. Thing Chef for Mickey, like, no, no. I mean, they're they're not looking for the Princess Dinner at nineteen hundred Park Fair or you know wherever. Like, Never character dinner at Crystal Palace. Right, and so they wouldn't miss those things. You know, well. My mom would. You're <laughs> <laughs> being honest. Okay, we'll be yeah. completely. But 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 for those people that that um that want to go because they want to ride rides, this is a good time to go. The people that want to go because they love the magic of Walt Disney World, eh, maybe wait. All right. Well, that's that's a good bit of advice to wrap up on. So uh, thanks again for sharing your perspective and for getting us up to speed on how things are for families in the reopened Walt Disney World. Uh, all right. Uh, so until next time, uh, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster, with my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. And our special guest, Bob Chavez. Loving every minute of it, Aaron, but that's just how I roll. Play the damn thing, man. I don't play the damn. I don't play the damn thing, man. So we're recording, and let's get a sound level from Willie. Testing 5, 10, 15, 20, 25.
Ah, now Willie shows us he can count by fives. Uh, Tim. Testing. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. Impressive. Threes. Uh, and how about you, Bob? Let's do a sound check. Uh, soundtrack. Twelve months plus one day. Three years, six years, twelve years, fifteen years, and the ever elusive twenty-one year. I got to keep on. Yeah. <laughs>